off, man. We are back. Oh, we're starting a new season, Taylor. We're starting a new season, bro. This is very exciting stuff. Obviously, as you can tell, we have updated everything because with season two, because our budget goes up, the Smallville budget goes up. That's right. It has That's to right. be matching each other. Otherwise, what else are we doing here? Um, you got me because I wanted to go according to the upgrading spirit they had during this show run. Yeah, you know what was not upgraded in this case? It was this episode. This episode sucks. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was watching, but this type of part two, it just, everything was such a letdown. And by the way, what we're going to have to do this season, I, I have to be on the same page with you. So everyone now, for me, I'm talking characters, P, Chloe, Lana, Clark, Lex, we can compare them to their season one counterparts, but now all of their personalities are starting from zero. So now, like everybody, it's like we're going to have to judge them on separate seasons on how I'm going to feel about them. Because I can already tell you right now, Chloe sucks. Dude, Chloe took a weird <laughs> turn. Going on? Chloe took a weird turn in this. It, yeah, and I have to agree, man. As a part two, yeah. to a, a two-part or whatever, it's bad. It, there's a lot of things that don't <laughs> make sense, especially with what they're worrying about versus what they're not worrying about. And it... Spoiler alert, I completely forgot about the ship too. <laughs> oh my god. It opens so it opens up, yeah, right? Is, it oh, opens. Wait, are we gonna get into no, it? No, 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 actually no one. Never mind, never mind. We're just gonna slide in here briefly because you know, new listeners, you don't know. We have to kind of go over the formula again at the start of every season. I guess that's very true. Okay, you're gonna have to break it down then because oh, I still don't know the formula. Break it down now. <laughs> Alright, no, but um yeah, this is the Somebody Save Me podcast. We are the two nerds, uh Taylor and Joseph. Almost forgot our names for a second. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, as in the description, we take everyone on a ride to review every single episode. We basically do kind of a watch along, you know. We're just here reviewing the episode scene by scene, talking about our own differing opinions, and maybe we'll team up on some stuff here and there but uh we hate each other mostly i never want to team up with you <laughs> i don't even know what that means but it sounds dirty so it makes me feel like i want to do it but because it involves you i'm out oh <laughs> oh shots fired dude what kind of shots like this what <laughs> what's <laughs> going on is that like a, what is that call of duty <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would use for yeah. This is already terrible. <laughs> so yeah, so basically you run through this and again, like we just stated earlier, we got the new equipment. We're sounding crisp now. And we're gonna be Apparently sound we have gunshots going in the background. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoys. Look, man, there's some gunshots in this episode. Ooh, yeah, because Jonathan sucks. Jonathan really makes it hard to be a fan. Yeah, huh? This is the defense of everybody here. Oh, Jonathan, he's going to turn the corner. It's already season two, and guess what? He hasn't changed. <laughs> so now we'll definitely get into it. Uh, of course, we have to get into our intro really quick. Dude, it just doesn't get old, man. Yeah, yeah, no matter what, old. that's never going to get old. <laughs> that just should get it louder and longer per, <laughs> per episode. That's what we're going to That should be the goal. All right, just yeah. a longer intro to the song. We just add like two <laughs> seconds. Let's get into it, bro. Let's get started. We're on season two, episode one, Vortex, the continuation of season one's finale. We open up 
to Clark's spaceship actually flew this was, was a tornado? I, this was crazy. I, I didn't know what the connection was. Was it that Clark was calling the ship? Was the ship going towards Clark? For was protection? some yeah. type of purpose? Maybe it's because, ooh, it's Cyclone. That means that I have to go inside of there if I'm the ship. I don't know if it has its own personality. This kind of didn't make much sense to me. Um, yeah, I saw the ship and it immediately, immediately loses the key that we found last episode. Thank God we spent all that time just for it to be lost in the first two minutes. <laughs> Yay. Right. Oh, we found a key. Let's lose it again. Let's lose it again. Hold so, on. We don't have another plot point. Damn it. Lose the key. <laughs> you know what? Let's add that we lose the key again. You know, just, they can't, they can't Nobody handle, care. Nobody they can't cares. handle finding the key for more than one episode. That was technically half. But um, right, so we're now going to Lana, where Lana is freaking out. She is hiding underneath the seat of her truck. We're in the tornado come, right now. Here comes yeah. Clark. Yeah, yeah, we are in the middle of the tornado. <laughs> the truck is a million feet in the air, and you know what Clark's gonna do? He's just gonna cover her up. And also, okay. So they, kind of as a spoiler here, make Lana feel like that she's crazy, like this would never happen. Joseph, she's clearly awake in this scene. Bro, I would literally believe everything that's happening <laughs> like, to me in why, that moment. Why would you ever not believe it? You're still awake for a good, like, 20 minutes here. Bro, it doesn't make any sense to me because she is fully awake. She sees Clark. Yeah. She sees Clark. And they're even, yeah, spoiler alert, a little bit later on, she goes up to Clark and is like, Clark, I, you know, I just keep having this reoccurring thing. When I was in the tornado, I saw you. No, um, that wasn't me. You're crazy. Yeah, Clark's a dick. <laughs> it's, it's still like, look how wide away but no, she is. Yeah, well, basically the point is we're trying to make here. She's sound anyone, Anyone's fully awake in a tornado, you're not going to fall asleep in panic and start thinking of just hallucinating shit. You're not high, so... I mean, I'm going to believe anything that happens to me. And so right there, it's clear as day. A whole person, she sees the face, Clark, embodies her to protect her while her truck is just being torn to bits from the tornado. And to your point, she didn't even go to the dance, so she didn't have any of the spiked punch. Well, that's so true. that would mean that she is completely She didn't sober. hear no Remy Zero, dude. She, oh, man. <laughs> you can just get high just listening to them. But, I mean, come on. Is she... She's completely all there. I just don't understand making her feel the crazy. But now we have to get into the ultimate decision from last of the season finale. The better one. What does Lex do? Dude. So, yeah, we're back at the mansion where Lex is contemplating to save his father's life. Uh, we already agreed we wouldn't save him. Um, but what does Lex do? I... Again, another scene that doesn't make too much sense to me. Look, Lex, I'm your father reaching out towards him. Son, no, you didn't act like this for the entire day. In fact, <laughs> right? are we just going to forget about that you closed the plan and you blame me in front of everybody? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not hold saving on, Hold on, Joseph. I'm not done. Then when I said, hey, let's all be our own bosses, include the town into owning part of the business, he then had – Wynal – then buys the bank so then he could say if they ever default on those loans, I'm going to take everything. They miss one payment on mortgage, they're gone. Bye -bye. I would never say to you, go to hell, Lionel. <laughs> and I think everyone who he had that meeting with would rally up and be like, yeah, let's lose Lionel. Oh, hey, let's if we got Lionel. rid of Lionel, all are the problems solved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. And Lex, yeah, I already as a, a fan, you're probably mad. We did not want to save Lionel. Why did we do this? Yeah, 
And by the way, here's the other side of it too. Obviously, you can maybe call spoiler alert on me, but this is the God's honest truth. Even when I'm watching that, I'm like, he's just gonna use something against you later during the scene, Lex. Bro. He's just gonna use something later on against you, saying like, oh, you didn't save me quick enough, or you made this wrong decision. He would just criticize Lex for doing something right. Even, yeah, even Clark, or not Clark, sorry, even Lex points out to Clark later on, yeah, it's just like, the whichever way it went, he's gonna use something against you. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's <laughs> so clearly obvious from what you saw last season, and that's what I mean. There's a lot of forgetting about last season in this episode. Ah, yeah, and it literally just happened 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Technically. So now we go to the next scene after Lex saves his dad. Um, Rum uh, Rubble falls over the Luthers, and now we go to the woods, and John is still chasing Nixon, Roger Nixon. Roger manages to find some time to take the tape out of the camcorder, and he puts it in his pocket. Oh, and I know what he's gonna do. Now I'm gonna put the tape in my pocket. Yeah, Nobody's he's ever trying to know. fake him out. Yeah, what is this? You're in the middle of a hurricane. And so now they're fighting. They're in the random woods. First off, they were in the field, right? Yeah. We were in the field of yeah, the they camp were in farm. The camp farm. What? You they can't ran run this path? much? Yeah. It's apparently Roger can run three miles, and John has to be able to catch Did him. Did you see that random like Liberty Bell that was on the ground? Where'd that come from? Town Hall? Yeah, the Smallville Bell flew all the way over there. So that should show you how powerful the storm is, where Roger can then pull out the VHS tape and put it in his pocket. Absolutely ridiculous. And Absolutely ridiculous. Actually, this is the most ridiculous scene. Okay, you have now, I guess, the trailer park home coming crashing down on top of them. Wait, wait, wait. So here's the thing there, though. They were fighting, right? And John's like, give me the camera. I demand the camera. I want the camera. And, and so, of course, Roger's like, yeah, I got the tape. Yeah, I have the camera. So he throws it, and John just immediately goes and plays fetch. And But then he sees the mobile home coming yeah, down home. from the sky, and he's like, okay, um, I just wanted to kill this man, but now I'm going to save him. Well, and that would have been able to solve all of his problems. Hey, Jonathan, nobody gets the blame. You know, it gets the blame the storm does if you just let him die right there. Just let the building come crashing down. But instead of what happens when the building falls, Jonathan pushes Roger into a hole. Jonathan jumps into that hole where then the home just comes crashing down on top of them. Yeah, he like throws them into a little secret dungeon. Yeah, like. there is yeah, apparently like a, basement. a dungeon below the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A crypt. That's what they call it later, a crypt. And so they kind of just, you know, transfer to the scene here. Transfer? Transition to the scene where um, the tornado's obviously gone and Clark ended up saving Lana. And now it cuts to the opening. And we have some new oh, we got some new additions to this opening. Before that, wait, wait, we do? Yeah, dude. We got new stills of them. What? We got Do we have new stills. Does Pete have new stills? Uh, I don't know about his. <laughs> it doesn't his look like it. Chloe looks the same too. Are you sure there's new stills? I'm pretty sure Clark's is different. Tom Welling. We have John Glover as a reoccurring actor now, because he was in last season. He remember he was special guest on those episodes. Really? They didn't actually put him in the title. Are you nah, sure about bro. that? This is the first time he's a series regular now. I mean, and who did they take out? Whitney. Oh, wait. Are you sure that when he was in the beginning? He sure was. Man. Are I... you kidding me? He was in like every <laughs> single episode. Come on, bro. 
Are you even watching this with me? You know what? All right. So I'm already forgetting about Whitney because, again, <laughs> new season, new personalities. I'm judging each of the characters as their own because a lot of people forgot about season one in this episode. So did I. Let me uh, let me tell you, just to piggyback on that, who else forgot about Whitney? Lana. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she said, Whitney, who? Yeah? I'm, I'm really worried about this guy who saved me from Tornado. Yeah, um... Tornado. Nobody even cares. And by the way, wouldn't have Whitney's bus maybe have gotten caught into the storm as well? Wouldn't the bus have been canceled? Maybe. Depending <laughs> on how bad the storm was, maybe they were heading the opposite direction. Maybe Bro. we're not giving the bus enough credit here. In order to go to the Marines, it's the other way. Hey! You ain't no Marine if you can't survive this damn tornado on this bus here, boy! So what if they told him, get out of the bus and go save lives? Prove to us you are in the Marines. It's like, Prove to us. It's like Ender's Game, except it's real. Yeah, they told him, because you were late to the bus, so I want you to, you know, make up for what you did. Go out there and see what you can do. You sound like Mr. Summers on the bus right now. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, my God. I bet that bus driver's ready with the backhand, bro. Of course he was. <laughs> By the way, so Whitney is completely forgotten about in this episode. and. Completely. Now we are going to be able to get to the scene after Clark being able to find Lana. And this is what we were going back to from the beginning. Lana is now convinced because she passed out now that she's crazy. So because she is now passed out, whenever she comes to her senses here, everyone is going to be able to say, oh, you just dreamed it all. Once again, she was completely aware and completely <laughs> awake. Yeah, I'm is... so lost. This would not have been like a dream thing. That, yeah, um, I would be fully convinced that Clark saved me from the tornado. I would be on his ass, bro. I'm his neighbor, too. I'm going to be like, Clark, hurry up and tell me what happened. I'm not going to tell anyone. I just need to know. You know what I would do? I would take his telescope, and then I would put it in my room, and now I'm going to watch your barn. Ooh. Ooh, that's what I'm going to do now. Because if you really think about it, how shitty is it that, you know, you're making your friend feel crazy yeah. when you could just go ahead and tell the truth. And yet, if you, as Lana, if I was her, I would absolutely know it was Clark. But if you kept lying to me, I'd be like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore then. So you're saying that Lana should have been able to threaten the friendship? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going completely left field here. This is dark. So, Clark, do you want to be friends? Yes or no? I'll never talk to you again. You better tell me the truth. That's right. Yep. <laughs> now I know what type of friend you are. Hey, man, Hold something like, against somebody. Look at me, man. It's just like, if you're going to lie to me about that, who, who else knows what you're about to lie to no, me no, about? No, no, no. To your point, though, if you're going to make me feel crazy about that, then you know what? You're the asshole. It's pulling a Lex move. Like, he's pulling the Lex card here. Hey, that's probably who he learned it from. Exactly. He's 14. <laughs> he's got to learn from a father figure because it's certainly not Jonathan. So the thing is with this... <laughs> See, the thing is with this season now, because we had all last season as freshman year, are we going to be transitioning to sophomore year this year? Because I really hope so. No, 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 no. Spring formal does not mean like the end of the year, right? Spring formal, yeah. or does it? Because what is it? Spring would be May, right? Spring would be, well, April. Yeah, so, the, okay, but to your even, point. Even prom happens in April. But to your point, this would be the end of the year then. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they tell us if they ever graduate from freshman year? Do they tell us if they ever, or is it just strictly they're going to be going back to class? I'm really curious right now. Well, I know for sure they have a whole graduation episode when they uh, graduate senior year, and that's later on down the line, probably season four. 
All right, so what you're really telling me is that we're never going to know whenever it's the next year. I, <laughs> as far as or not. From what I'm remembering, man, uh, yeah, you're just going to get hints here and there, oh, like the assignments and things they talk about. It's like, it's our junior year. It's like, oh, yeah, we got this senior project. And you're just like, oh, y'all are seniors now. All right, so this is going to be have to be a new list for season two, then. We're going <laughs> to have to figure out what months of the year it is for them and whether or not this is sophomore year or freshman. So. Yeah, decipher yes. what year they're in. I like it. I yes, like it. Okay. That is going to be All the right, new cool, thing for season cool. two. That's definitely going to be a new trend. I like it. All right, let's, let's get in here. We got after the opening and commercial. We're at the hospital. Lots of injured people from the tornado Which, or the storm. Know, wasn't the tornado just in the fields? I don't know, but who's that guy? <laughs> I don't know. That man looked like he lost an arm, bro. <laughs> well, the tornado just took Oh, my off. God. My thing here is Clark comes in here demanding the world from these people. He walks in with one person. There's no broken legs. Nothing is wrong with Lana. He even gets clarification here, but he's over here setting her down. He's like, need a doctor? Your doctor, he clearly sees everyone is busy, right? Like he, like there's literally almost dead people on every gurney in that hospital. Wait, 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 wait. Clark, whatever. Listen, he has brought the hospital so much business by the <laughs> amount of people that he's had to take over there because he has saved them. What Clark asks, he should be getting in this hospital. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to disagree with you only because Clark, he should be known there. He should be like priority A. Like he should have like a first class pass. You know, to the you, know you know who we should have is a punch card. <laughs> and you know what? This is his tenth punch, so he's expecting. I get this one free, Doc. Punch. Hurry up! It's Lana. Do y'all not know how important she is to me? I lie to her about everything. Do I have to show you my punch card again? <laughs> he shows him like, look at this. Look at this. He shows ID with it too. What if he's like one of those cops that like jet flashes the wallet, just like flips it down, and it's just the punch card? He's like, oh, you're you're an official here. You're an official here. Well, okay, guys, we have a tenner. Yeah, after we're done here, I want my new punch card for this year. It's season two. He needs a new punch. <laughs> it's season two, new punch card. So as he, so what's crazy is that he just leaves Lana there at the hospital after she was waking up because she was only passed out for about a total of five minutes. Yeah. Um. I still don't understand how she passed out in the first place because she was completely awake in a tornado. Yeah. She probably faked passing out, which is why this is all alive. Oh the... no! I fell over. Oh no! I look, Clark. I'm not awake. <laughs> she has like one eye open, just speaking. <laughs> Dude, okay, and so after he ditches Lana at By the, the way, hospital, talk about somebody that's being lazy right now. What is Martha doing in this next scene? Is she taking a nap? Bro, she was taking a <laughs> nap was for sure. A nap, right? she, he, Clark goes to the cellar where obviously he had uh, seen his parents earlier. Or did he see them earlier? No, 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 he didn't see them, but obviously they would have been in that cellar when, during a storm. Mm -hmm. okay. That would have been kind of like the first thing. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. That's right, he didn't know. He yeah. was at the dance, so... Yeah, so anyways, he walks in there, he's like, what the hell is going on in here, mom, dad? And he sees mom just laying down in the corner. Martha just completely passed out. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, no, your dad, you know, he chased Nixon. He's trying to get the videotape. He threatened us, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, shit, let me go find dad and Nixon in the woods. And then when Clark turns around and he goes, mom, 
Where's the ship? I love the reaction. And I love the reaction. Martha, who you would think would have known, hey, the ship was glowing. Yeah, the she ship didn't see this off. happen. I, I thought Martha would have been able to be there, but instead it was a men in black flash that then decided to erase her entire brain. <laughs> yeah, and she, then she took a nap. So that nap was a doozy. <laughs> she just forgot about everything. She just slept through the storm. That nap was a doozy, bro. She's like waking up mad confused, like, Oh shit, son, you're right, the ship is gone. Last thing I saw, it was floating in front of me, about to take off. By the way, once again, I'm gonna go back to this. We are judging everybody on their personalities for season two differently than season one. Martha, I'm already disappointed. You're already very low on the totem pole already here. Yeah, this you know it's crazy? Move. No, it's, it's kind of just making things very clear now because maybe Clark gets the spaciness from Martha and then he gets the, <laughs> the stubborn and prideful part from John. So he gets naps from Martha. Naps, spacey, <laughs> like, oh, wow. I don't know, because I'm still, I, I again, I'm going back on what I said, but I don't care. Uh, Jonathan still didn't know that she was the teaching assistant. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's still a big red flag for me on the spaciness with John. It just rubs off, I guess. <laughs> you think that you it's get just married a part for, of the family? You, you get pulled in from Metropolis as a lawyer's daughter. All right, I'm going to believe this now. She right. gets the spaciness from John because they've been so together for so long, and now their spaciness has rubbed off on Clark. What a family. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. So after they realize the ship is gone, we open up to Lionel, a uh, doctor going in on the uh, the diagnosis here. Isn't this your doctor, by the way? Who, yes. Who's been in every single he's, episode? Yeah, every time they go to the hospital, he's like the main doctor there. Um, and so Lex is talking to him. He's like, we need to go ahead and get every specialist here. Let's take care of him, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor's like, dude, we're not doing special treatment, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. What Lex has been saying is that we need to be able to transport him out of here into Metropolis. And the doctor, to your point, has been like, listen, white boy, you're not going to get any type of special treatment. He can't move anything. He is in state, well, he's in serious yeah, well, condition. He can't be moved. He said there was swelling in the, I guess, the optic nerves, the vertebrae, something going on just with his I head. I both, actually. Yeah, yeah. so... It's kind of going into where if moving him could cause more damage than good. And so Lex like, is like, look, I'm not asking for special treatment. I just want to make sure he gets taken care of the best way possible. Joseph, screw Lionel. I don't care. Just move him. Doctor, hey, I'm with if you, I man. move him, will he suffer? If I move him, could he die? But dude, what if I just flip over his bed right now? <laughs> but dude, man, you just feel bad looking at puppy dog Lex over here. What? Bro. He looks so sad. Why do I feel bad? Bro, I don't. Just... That's my other problem. I feel nothing for this scene. Dude. And that's where he's coming over and Lex is saying, don't worry, Dad. I'm going to fly a specialist out here from Metropolis instead of us taking you to them. You are going to be saved. And then Lionel, once again, kind of throws it in his face. I, I know what you were thinking. I saw what you were thinking, son. Life would be so easy if I was out of your way. Okay, I just saved your life. Who cares what my eyes were saying? What did I actually do? And then Lex has the audacity and I put in my notes. Dad, I'm sorry. What are you apologizing for? <laughs> he just closed the branch. He just blamed you. Yeah, where's, he, where's Lionel sorry? He bought the bank and Lex just ended up saving Lionel. I'm just missing where the hell is... 
Where is his apology? But instead, Lex gives Lionel the apology? What season did I just watch? Because this has to be season three, episode one. Yeah. Um... Was there another tornado episode at the end of this one? Because that makes no sense. <laughs> Dude, it's just like, I don't know. He really loves his papa. He really loves his papa. That's what you're going to go with? Yeah. He really loves his papa. He loves his papa. His papacitas. Papa, Lin <laughs> papa Lionel. Papa but yeah, so it basically we cut from away from that scene and we basically hate it. <laughs> and that's what you gotta get out of that. So um big you know what? Let's get a big boo for that situation, huh? <laughs> boo Lionel gets that from us. We don't like it. What <laughs> I don't I don't know if I <laughs> you know what? I I'd rather the gunshots. This is what he gets from me. No, we're, we'll do those later. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Can't overdo one. <laughs> and so after that scene, we come to the field, I guess, of the the camp field. Look at all this debris here. There's a bus. Yeah. Is that the Greyhound bus that Whitney went on? Is he already confirmed dead? That would have been awesome if Clark just like sees Whitney hanging out of the window and he's literally just like, hanging like a like half his body, right? Yeah, and then Clark takes his body, then puts it up like a scarecrow. Ooh, that's yeah. what I'm talking and about. And then he says, "Welcome to Smallville." Hey, welcome to my life. <laughs> what is God? Season two has gotten dark. <laughs> <laughs> and so. This um, is now the concern from Martha. Yeah, Martha's letting Clark know. It's like, look, I think he's... He, I've never seen him react like that. Are you and, sure? And then Are you it, sure you've never seen him react like that, Martha? How about when he took a shotgun to the bank? Yeah, yeah remember when he was groping you in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Jonathan has shown this type of anger and hatred to where when it comes to this scene and Clark going, Mom, do you think that he would do it? Do you think that Dad would do it? Yeah. Um, I firmly believe he would do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of I course was... he would, because he took a shotgun to the bank. Yeah, your father could do this. Yeah, dude, and he and should so... do this. This <laughs> is what he should do. Jonathan wants to be the dad. He needs to take Roger out. But he's got to got to be the example, bro. He's got to set the example. So oh, after God. after Martha tells him, look, I think they ran into the woods. We need to go help find them. And so we go back to the dungeon or that crypt where John and Roger are now trapped and John picks up this steel pole whatever it is and is, <laughs> this is has Roger thing. freaked he thinks he's going to kill him and so John tries to leverage the pole to get this giant statue off of Roger but guess what he puts the pole down doesn't even use it he just grabs the statue and just moves it out of the way is it a vase or a vase whatever it's like yeah where a sculpture? you hold plants I'll say a sculpture that's just where you hold plants yeah well no this would have been a church so what, what would the church have that with that they put plants in a church I don't know I don't know I don't think I've ever seen a plant but you go, you go to church I used to when I was young but I I'm oh yeah. My favorite movie is Hunchback of Notre Dame, but that's probably because Esmeralda, and you know the entire premise is I can't have sex with her, so I have to kill her. Okay, dude, <laughs> what <laughs> is on? happening right now? What are we doing? we are on DC territory. We're not going Disney, bro. 
All right, look, we got big things going on right now. We got Roger and John. Oh, great. I can't wait for their bonding moment here. And Jonathan is like, don't worry. We're going to be able to get us yeah, out he, of here. Why do you care about him? Yeah, now he wants what, to save him. Yeah, now all of a sudden I'm not going to start beating the crap out of you. Instead, let's just try to do this together as buddy-buddy. Makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Be a man. And I want to I know here also, at this point, I'm sure you've realized the time lapse. Because as we leave that dungeon scene, we go to the hospital. And Chloe is here. We're in a whole new different outfit. It has to be a different day. And Lana's checking out. So she had to be there, what, at least a day? No, no, no. I actually thought it was 12 hours. Because you think it's the same day? It has to be the same day. Because even Chloe walks in, and she's like, oh, I expected you to still be in bed. And she goes, no, they just told me I had a mild concussion. And plus, somebody else needs this bed more than me. Yeah. And the other side of this, too, is... Chloe looks great. Oh, my Lord. Bro. Whenever I watch this episode and she comes in, I was like, okay, Chloe, I'm a fan. I feel like her again, hair looks a little different, too. It does, which is also going back to your point. Let me bring something else up. Hey, Lana, nice tan. Is that what you get inside of a tornado? Because you certainly didn't have that a few hours ago. Yeah, um... She's living her best life after Whitney left. So she goes and gets a tan. She doesn't even think about the guy anymore. You know, Whitney didn't like to go get tan. He was too white. His skin would get burned. So now I'm tanny. <laughs> Chloe's jealous too because she can never get a tan like that. What? No, yeah, she can, but she doesn't look at need that. one. Look at that, dude. But look at now that skin she's showing, bro. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of skin being shown in this scene. I'm all about she it. She would get stoned back in the day. What? Uh-huh. She, because of the necklace? I was just going to your trend of Notre Dame, bro. Like, they do that back then? That's... Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> Dude, they were shunning the, the, the hunchback, the hunchback, bro. Yeah, but that's because, I mean, look at him. I wouldn't want that thing around. <laughs> <laughs> Quasimodo, RIP, dog. All right, so now they're going back to where Chloe is asking Lana, okay, well, tell me what happened. Well, I ended up dropping Whitney off at the bus station, and then when I was driving back... Before I knew it, I was getting sucked up. And then I crash Whitney's truck because that's his fourth truck. <laughs> An insurance company is just going to be pissed at this Don't point. tell him. His father's dead. He's dealing with enough right now. Don't Chloe, you can keep a secret, right? <laughs> Dude, you know what was weird about this whole thing was Chloe's reaction to it all. It's very strange. It's an... And yes, that's exactly what I mean by I'm going to have to judge everybody separately because she's not even jealous. It's not, not even a jealous scene where she's coming in being like, oh, of course, Clark saved you. But it's because even Lana's like, oh, I woke up and they said it was mild concussion. I felt like I was inside of there. Clark was the one that ended up saving me. It's nothing from Chloe. Yeah. It's just a whatever thing, like kind of like I knew it all along. But once again, from about five hours ago, this was the best night of your life. Yeah, and e e even with the almost insensitivity to the situation, yeah. she's cracking like Wizard of Oz jokes. She cracked two. She came in there, it's like, oh hey Dorothy, back from uh, back from Oz or whatever, back to Kansas or whatever, and then now she's saying, oh, so you just clicked your heels and now magically you're here, huh? Yeah. I was like, um, Chloe, why are you being a bitch right now? Well, I think we're about to figure out why she's being a bitch, and it's because Alana then says, have you been able to speak to Clark since everything happened five hours ago? Chloe, no, I have not. I spent three hours looking for him. So this was about a two-hour period from the dance ending and to her showing up at the hospital. That is what my theory is. 
Because unless you're saying it's the next morning. So she uh she spent three hours looking for him, huh? Why uh why wouldn't she give up? <laughs> <laughs> because it was gonna be the best night of her life, and she was gonna be able to have the best dance. She probably pay, played his favorite songs in order to see if he would come out on the dance floor, like she was luring him into a trap. Look, man, my thing is here. Three hours. I'm gonna spend max one hour looking for my date. At that point, they are confirmed gone. I'm not leaving. I'm going to continue to party. I had Pete there still. And I had the girls to chat with. That's true, because speaking her and Erica were really bonding. Yeah. And she could have just, like, drank some of that spike punch that Pete made. So whenever you now go back to Lana, where then she goes, I guess the spring formal was a big bust, huh? Well, Chloe... At least now I know where he disappeared to. Still talking about Clark. Yeah. Lana, I don't... Okay. okay. If it's okay. any consolation, yeah, like... you guys look great together. Like, genuine and compliment. And response? Uh, it's, it's not, not but, but thanks. thanks. <laughs> like, what Chloe, that? go home, bro. And that's what I mean. I'm convinced she hasn't slept at all. But that's what I mean. <laughs> going back to your earlier point, it's blah. There's no type of reaction. It's not anger. It's not even like the watery eyes that we saw last season mm -hmm. where she's about to cry. Instead, it's, who cares? Yeah. Um, I just, it's it was such a straight, I even wrote it down. I was like, she's salty in some areas, but man, this is just a weird out of left field, out of, I should say completely out of nowhere for Chloe. I feel like usually her reactions and emotional reactions have been justified because Usually it's pretty pretty major, but it's pretty insane sometimes. But this, eh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. You, in in all honesty, what I would have preferred and what I would have loved, Chloe should have gone after Lana. I'm tired of Clark always thinking of you over me. I'm tired of always being the second girl where I'm so happy that you're saved, but in the end, I just need you two to not be able to be around each other or just say. I realize that, you know what, Clark and I can never work because he will always choose you. I just needed something like that because that would have made more sense to me at least, where you th you then get the jealousy, you get a, a, this is Chloe kind of letting it all out. Instead, it's none of that. You yeah. get like not even a type of resolution. Or even with the scene that would be coming up later on between her and Clark, no offense, but it's stupid. Yeah, oh, dude. I'm, Don't even give me... Yeah, we're going to get into yeah, that Yeah, no, no, no. Sure. We'll get into that later. But it's like what my point is with her character right now. She sucks. Oh, yeah. No, I, I compl I'm completely with you, brother. Oh, and now we're getting into the scene where, I'm sorry, we're going to have a lot of competition of who's the biggest asshole. Uh, Lex is about to be leading the race here. Oh, my God. What? Lex pissed me off this episode. Oh, it was bad with him. So, first off, we get our first official unannounced yeah, I know, of the season two. Destroyed. So, is it really unannounced? For sure. <laughs> You're on someone's land, first off. No one ever hears you pull up. I know Martha didn't say, oh, yeah, go to the barn, Lex, whatever. You're not going to Martha first. You're going to go to that barn to see your little brother. Well, Martha's at the police station, too. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. she's for sure still having like some type of search party for Jonathan, where that's where Clark is completely panicking, saying, I gotta head into the woods. Lex is really coming over here to what, Joseph? Talk about his problems? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. My father was injured. 
he's been pretty bad shape. Oh, hey, Lex, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? I'm only going out into the woods right now to search for my father. Because he's missing. Your dad is found in the hospital. Oh, and hey, one of us loves our father. The other one doesn't. <laughs> Facts. What, like, again, are we just forgetting about things that happened 24 hours ago? Is that what we're doing this episode? Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. But you know what? You know, he kind of flips it, he flips it a little bit. He's like, hey, he's in doctor's hands now, but tell you what, let me go help you out with your dad. Let me go help well, you find him. He still at least explains his situation where I didn't know if I was going to be able to pull him out. I did hesitate whenever my father had the pillar on top of him. Clark is even a little bit bothered by that, but it's still like what I'm going back to. Clark loves his dad. Lex does not love his dad. Stop telling me about your problems and help me find my dad. You know what I gotta love about this show? Because this is when they start doing it a lot. Is when they're mid-speech, mid-conversation, and they turn around to have their back face to them and then just say something more dramatic. And then they just turn right back around to face them. It happens so much. Lex does it a lot for sure. But I just love doing that because like, it's so theatrical. This is what makes it a modern-day Superman soap opera. So are you saying that that may have to be another list, or do they do it too much? No, it'll be too much. I won't be able to keep track. But I just I just love it. The, I'll, I'll point it out every the time. The walking though. away, turning back, talk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want to call that, the runway runway model speech. Ooh, that could be the runway speech. <laughs> Ooh, yes. But okay. Clark does tell him, you know, he's, it matters what you actually did. And then, of course, Lex is like, well, my father's not going to see it that way. Clark, well, what are you going to do? Lex, I'm going to help my friend find his dad. Do you got an extra flashlight? I, I still hate this so much because it was just him showing up where even Clark now is like, yeah, okay, you are going to help me. Thanks. Gives him the flashlight. Now they are searching through the woods where it's looking up. Lex, I thought, I thought this was going to be a great scene where Lex would have blood dripping on him and he would be looking up and it was going to be like just somebody hanging. I was oh, like, I, would have, I, was I actually would have, yeah. It would have did been, you not think it was blood? I did think it was blood at first, but then I was like, wait, who would be hanging in the tree? And then you see the car. This is something I didn't click for me, I think maybe the first couple times I watched it, but um, I knew who this it was. is Nixon's car yeah. hanging in the tree. And it's obviously oil or some type of fluid coming out, dripping on Lex. But, Not blood. Uh, Boo. Yeah. And so they look around in the woods, and Lex, of course, recognizes the car. And Clark blatantly asks him, do you know whose car that is? He says, no. I think we can cover more ground if we split up. This is the dumbest thing Lex could have done. Very dumb. I'll meet you back here in half an hour. Also, I do want to add, this is our actual first official wardrobe of Clark with the red jacket and blue shirt. Whoa. This is the first time he's actually sporting it right now. Are you sure? Positive. Are you sure he didn't have it last episode? Promise. Are you sure? Because remember the family portrait where they were all dressed the same? Dude, I promise. All right. You better be. You know what? I'm going to trust you on this one. I really hope there's a listener out there that's going to prove you wrong. Please Just shit so on me. Just so then I can point and laugh at you. I love to be shit on. Please do it. What? What? Literally. Uh, what? <laughs> what? 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 Um, and right, so, but next going scene, back to what you were saying, let's split up. It's Lex is too obvious in this scene where it even is like, oh, we just found this car. You know who it is? No, let's split up. Hey, on, go over there. Yeah, and when he starts to lie about it later, yeah. So we, when we cut out of that, we go back to the dungeon, the crypt. Roger's looking for his cell phone, and so obviously it's the only hope. Where did John get this candle? How did he light it? 
What do you mean, how do you light it? It's Jonathan probably built a fire, used something, you know, like the rocks and the twigs, what they do in Survivor. He's probably a big Survivor fan. I don't get this at all. I don't know where he found perfectly good wax on a candlestick. And I just don't get this it. This is the church. This is the church jun- dungeon. <laughs> Whatever, church dungeon. This, and while they're arguing back and forth again, we do have to point out again, Roger has changed his accent once again. First, it was more so of just a normal, what, lawyer, journalist type guy whenever he met uh, Lex. And then now, and then earlier, 24 hours ago, yeah. he had the country hick accent. Now he just sounds the like city. a like he's from Metropolis, like a city douche. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're he's not your son, you deluded hick." This he's, okay. He, he makes some solid points. No, he doesn't. He makes some and solid this is points. Why. Dude. All of a sudden, he's just talking about how he would use Clark because Clark is doesn't belong to you in a way. Clark yeah. is special. Are you ever going to be able to give him to the world that the world deserves to see? Jonathan is like, no, I'm going to be able to let Clark decide when Clark is ready. Roger then tries to throw in the face, when are you saying? Drinking age, drafting age, when are you going to let the world... You know what, Roger? Shut the hell up. Hell yeah. I am the one that has been raising this kid, and this is what I mean by what is Roger providing where I'm going to keep him alive or even allow him to talk? Dude, and he punches him again. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Well, it's... It's what he deserves, and that's what I mean. It's like, just kill him. Yeah, because Roger's basically just making a whole bunch of points like, dude, I have the most amazing story. Your son's amazing. You just don't understand. His destiny is way too big for you to comprehend, which is the only real point he's making, sure. But um, Clark doesn't belong to you. He belongs to the world. It Again, Clark was – I raised Clark. Clark yeah. is my son. What are you talking about? Yeah, it doesn't matter if I found him when he was a child. I still raised him. Yeah, and so we'll get this mid-argument. His cell phone rings, and he finds it. Who's on the other end? It's Lex. And he goes, Nixon, where the hell are you, bro? Oh, he is screaming it in the woods. Hey, Roger! Roger, yeah. are you there? And then Roger in the crypt, he's like, Lex, on! As soon as John hears that, oh, he goes crazy. He gets his phone, throws it, and... <laughs> Just chunks it and be like, hey, that was the cell phone that we needed in order to get out of here. Well, now that I know that you were in cahoots with the Luther, now I don't want to be saved. I'd rather get out or stay in here forever. Yeah. Um, he's an idiot. Um, Both are idiots. More Okay, I will say this, and in this case, John's defense. John should have just beat the shit out of Roger taking the phone destroyed it because it just would have proved him right about Lex all along where no matter what I'm never allowing my son to ever talk to him again yeah in all honesty like Jonathan has that full right to be able to control this situation it's like dude clearly you're in contact of Lex and at this point I believe that obviously you were doing everything on Lex's behalf you know what I mean yeah exactly y'all have been working together and of course we go back to the woods and Lex is like Nixon Nixon, where'd you go? Where'd you go? And Clark's right behind him. He's like, who are you talking to? The fire department. I was checking to see where they were. (laughs) He's like, no, you weren't. You were talking to Nixon. 
Lex is completely thrown off. Like, oh no, what do I say right now? How about you just tell him the truth? And instead, Clark even says, that's the second time you've hesitated today, Lex. Referring to the time that he hesitated when killing Lionel. It's funny that Clark actually threw that in his face. He really was like, dude, you were going to let your dad die. You're already a piece of crap. Why would I believe anything that you say at this point? Yeah. Yeah, and he even tells him, like, my dad, I mean, I have a full reason to believe it's true now, what all he's been saying about you. So, well, um, it's uh, Clark even turned to him, being like, did you even come out here to help me find my dad, or did you just come out here to help find Nixon? Mm -hmm. And then, Lex, do you even have to ask? No you were just on the phone with him. What do you mean, do I have to ask? Like, no shit I have to ask. Do you, do you see this situation right now, Lex? Hey, Lex, I just caught you talking on the phone with him. Not yeah, my father. It's, you know, for a Luther, he's being really stupid right now. You weren't screaming, Jonathan! Instead, you were, Nixon! 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 I also love, though, where Lex is like, Clark, no, where are you going? Clark, I'm going to go find my dad because somebody actually has to care about their father and not hesitate. And that's what it's going back to. Lex has no leg to stand on. So yeah, basically, Lex has no leg to stand on because he's an idiot, and he wants to purposely lie in front of Clark. But and I just, it's just like, you're caught, bro. And this is also the beginning of the end of their friendship. Well, and it should be. And that's what we were kind of going back to earlier, is the fact of, this was a really bad thing to do. Especially when it's a situation where it's only you and Clark around each other. Why would you even dare to make this type of phone call? Yeah. It, it just, hey, let me try to roll the dice more than anything. No, Lex, you're not getting anything out of this except looking like an asshole. Because <laughs> what are you going to say? Oh, look, I magically found them. Hey, Roger, remember, don't say anything. What? It's, dude, it, it's a very stupid situation. Clark just didn't even need to be that smart to figure it out. Not so, at all. Good job, Lex. But you know what I can't wait for? The talent. Because you know what it's turned into? The safety zone. Yeah, it's the shelter. It's the tornado shelter for everyone trying to just get things packed up for people, help the homeless, help the injured, whatever. And now we have some Lana and Clark action here, where Clark is definitely worried about not being able to find his dad. Mm -hmm. Lana is now coming over to him being like, don't worry, we're going to be able to find him. You're just going to be able to have to trust yourself. Clark, of course, is just saying, you know what, I'm just doing the best I can. I'm trying to recuperate everything. This is just a lot that's going on. It's just funny because they keep making the comparison, and Lana does here, that this was a type of situation that exactly occurred when the meteor shower struck. Yeah. It, all right, so what would you think would be a worse? Wouldn't a meteor shower be like a million times worse than what this tornado was? For sure, because that actually killed people. <laughs> You mean it actually struck the town? I don't think the tornado really struck the town, right? It struck a field. That's it just struck the barn. I was that's why I was on. so shocked with so many people injured. Where did those people get injured at? Well, and, as far as I know, Lana was the only one in tornado trouble. Well, it's just funny because it's also coming down to they have like a missing person list they have like an entire board of oh no, what's going on? Where is everybody? They should have shown some type of destruction instead of it being in the field. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They should have sure. shown it actually attacking the city or the town. And then the, this whole thing at the town between Clark and Lana, I mean, Lana's even going to the whole thing about, oh, you know, 
uh, how did you find me in the field? She is now questioning, questioning what you were thing. wanting yeah. earlier, which was, okay, if we're Lana, why are we ever thinking of I'm crazy instead yeah. of, hey, I was fully aware of everything that's going on. Clark, tell me, threaten the friendship. I wouldn't even question like <laughs> myself at all. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you would threaten the friendship. I'd be like, Clark, if you lie to me <laughs> one more time, friendship is over. You're never getting this. Oh. <laughs> You're never getting this. So you're saying that I'm gonna go to wherever Whitney's at. I'm gonna bunk up with him. Oh maybe let a couple soldiers what? join in. You know what I'm saying, Clark? You're a choice. Did you just say that Lana would have a couple of soldiers thrown in there with her and Whitney? I call that a platoon. <laughs> that's not what it's called. That's not what. The, that's not the same thing. Okay, I'm disturbed. Oh, Whitney's yeah. just like fist bumping them, tagging them in and shit. <laughs> All right, we went too dark. Went yeah, too dark. you went too dark. No. This is season two. You, you gave me a fireball shot, dude. This is what you get. That's not what I... Okay, I did do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> God damn it. This is a family show. <laughs> All right, but now... DC wants to go dark, dude, okay? DC wants to go dark, so I'm just doing it. I'm doing it along This with is it. the Schneiderverse you wanted. Remember, you voted for this. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the Schneiderverse would have turned into. Yeah, you seen Peacemaker? <laughs> they joked about Aquaman having sex with fish. Yeah, but that actually does happen. Yeah, it's not a rumor. Yeah. I mean, mermaids are fish. It's not a rumor. <laughs> they, they have tails. That's right. And so um, <laughs> and so Clark is basically like, you're in a field next to where I was checking it out, and you just must have been thrown free from the truck. So I just found it. It was a lucky, lucky find. And Lana, is that really what happened? Yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy here. Why do you ask, Lana? What do you think happened? Okay, there, and Lana should just be like going after him. She should just be going a million questions a mile an hour. And she just goes, you know what? Something just doesn't make sense to me. I keep thinking of something else that occurred. And in, before that we could get more out of there where Lana could truly scream at them, here comes mom coming to ruin the conversation. Martha has truly pissed me off. So now we have Martha taking a nap, and then we have Martha coming in to ruin the Clark and Lana conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. Martha, there's a lot of red flags coming from <laughs> you this season already. Don't make me hate you. I loved you so much season one. Yeah, um... She's kind of ruining it here. <laughs> she is setting herself back. And she's like, you know, there's still hope. There's still hope we can find Dad. We found those old couple early this morning. They were trapped in their own garage. No one even knows their names. <laughs> they didn't. Oh my God. Yeah, you remember those two old geezers we were talking about earlier? Yeah, they found them. Good for them, huh? But you can't blame yourself more than anything. You can't change who you are. As long as you live, people always try to bury or to reveal your secret, Clark. Don't worry, Dad is going to be able to take care of this. Martha, Martha, Martha. She even says, like, look, Clark, you're not to carry this burden of your gifts and the secret on your own. He's like, Mommy, I can't do that. Mommy, <laughs> I can't. And, and, and she's like, I'm shut up. Go back out there and find your dad. What I love, though, too, is, yeah, Clark, you really should just be running around using your x-ray vision on every single, like, 
inch of Smallville. Can't you do that? Don't you have super speed? Wouldn't this be really easy for you to be able to do? It'd be so easy, but he's a stupid 14 year old. Hey, you know what's even crazy is that when you probably run around and do use your x-ray vision for something, you probably would end up finding your ship that's still missing right now. I'm just also saying, if you were actually looking for your father, but instead, you're not really looking for your father. Man. Man. He seemed to be focusing on his women trouble. So now we're back at the mobile home debris in the crypt with John and Roger. And uh, John's over here. Are you afraid we're going to die of lead no, poisoning? No, no, no. Roger over here. Are you afraid that we're going to die over some lead poisoning? And Jonathan, Clark can't see through lead. Why are you saying this? What the hell are you trying to do, Jonathan? Hey, let's just reveal all of the secrets of Clark. Why? Because this guy's a reporter and he already wants to reveal everything of him. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I didn't, um, I did not guess why he was doing that at all because anything I was coming to made no logical sense. <laughs> John is an idiot right now. Like, what is And going, I, I just don't understand. Roger, what, he can see through solid objects? Unbelievable. What else can he do? What What are you even trying to do right now? Yeah, exactly. What I don't, are you I don't, getting I don't, out of this conversation? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. And the wealth, the power he could amass is unimaginable. And John's just like, see, this is, this is why I don't say anything about his secrets. But yet... You just gave him a whole lineup of things he can do. Yeah, yeah, you're giving him more to the story. In fact, Jonathan being like, oh yeah, you're the people that I warned my son against. Uh, well, John, maybe you should probably shut the hell up and stop telling him some things. That's probably the better situation, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. And of course, um, Rogers over here is like, what's out there? What is out there? Clark is the answer that everyone's been waiting for. This is what people do when they look to the stars and they think that they're not alone. Okay, Roger is not selling this whatsoever to me. You're trying to convince Jonathan to be able to have, like, some type of, I guess, acceptance that you're going to be able to reveal his secret. He is not selling it whatsoever. Instead, it's power. It's money. It's everything Jonathan doesn't want. Yeah. And then even over here, John is telling him, like, look, there's a way out of here. And Roger's like, well, are you going to tell me what that is? And John's, of course, saying, well, give me the tape of that ship, and I'll let you know everything. How did Jonathan know he had the tape? That is a good question. He never saw him put him in his pocket, so how would he know that he had the tape? That is a damn good question. Because he didn't see him. He never saw him. And he that. never checked. Unless, did he? Well, he did grab the camcorder. Yeah, but he, he never check? opened it. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Unless it's somehow set on the And screen. what I was already thinking was that Roger gave him a blank one. Because why not? Maybe he ran out of tape. So wait, Joseph, that would be getting way too deep into it. So you're trying to tell me that Roger had a secondary tape in his pocket to be able to then manipulate Jonathan even more. Roger, Bro, you saw, you saw Roger this... would be better than blackmail. Roger would be better than a lot of the villains if he was this smart. You saw the, the stakeouts, bro. He'd be out there a long time, so you telling me he wouldn't run out of tape? Okay, it has nothing to do with the steakhouse and him being out there for a long time. It's just to show that the Kemp family I'm, sucks and doesn't even know when there's a car that's not I'm even just, there parked outside. <laughs> I'm just saying he most hey, likely would... random car? Just ignore he it. He would just most likely be prepared that, hey, I might run out of tape, need another one. So why not? I would do that. I'd give him the blank tape. And then what does John yeah, do? Just takes out the tape, the actual tape in the, the cassette. 
Yeah, which I also love. But it's still saying that I had a blank tape prepared for this moment. But he does hand it over. Whether or not it's a fake one or not, I still think it's the real one. But Jonathan then accepts it. To your point, just destroys it. Yeah. Roger is looking completely devastated, which is why it cannot be fake. That's true. That's but true. then Roger says, are you going to show me how to get out of here or what? So then Jonathan takes him over to the wall and he says, touch it. Oh, yeah, it's loose, basically. Yeah. Like, it's he loose, says this is loose walling material, whatever. We can actually probably dig ourselves out of here. Which sounds awful. That's the route we're going to take? Yeah. Uh, well, I thought Jonathan actually said, like, he found a hole in order to get out. If I was Roger, I'd be kind of pissed at the agreement that we just made. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible deal, John. Give me the tape back. I, I take it back. You know what? You're going to repair that tape? Dude, and I love this. So after they're, like, fixing on digging out the tunnel, they go back to the camp farm. We're at Clark. And, of course, Lex, once again, unannounced here. He Is he just chilling? He parked up, right? And he's just chilling there. Yeah. So that means he couldn't have gone into the house and told Martha. Look how many clothes are just hanging out everywhere. Like, yeah. there's just so many clothes just on the ground and on the fence post and on the barn. I just don't understand where all these clothes came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the bus in the field. Is there a Goodwill that was just hanging out by the Kent farm? Clearly, the tornado attacked a Goodwill first. <laughs> um, to your point, though, I'm actually going to go reverse here. I hate this scene. I actually think that Lex just looks like a bigger asshole in this scene. Yeah, and so... It's like yeah, trying Clark, to make up for what he caught me with. Yeah, and Clark comes up, and he sees Lex just waiting there. He's like, what do you want? Yeah. He literally says, what do you want, Lex? Well, and Lanx is still trying to be like, hey, I wanted to let you know that Roger was the one that came up to me saying that he had a story about your family. I wouldn't believe a word you were saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would for sure. I would not believe a word. And, and he's, yeah, he's telling him, you know, he's a, he's a liar. He came, up with me, he came up to me about a story about you guys. I didn't even hear him out of it because he's a liar. He'll do anything for a story. Look, man, you got to believe me. Believe me, Clark. Please believe me. Clark, do you believe me? Please say you believe me. Clark is still skeptical. And he's like, hey, I got something to show you. Yeah, and he – oh, I, I actually hate this because – Why? He, this is like a law and order type thing. No, no, they no. no. He pulls time. out the, the – this basically a map of phone towers as if he's pulling out some nuclear codes, bro. Like, oh, it's so extraordinary. Like, look at this. This is the only cell phone tower that was standing after the tornado. First off, tornado one, only one that we know of so far, destroyed all cell phone towers in this town, in yeah. the whole state, the you know, county. You know what happened is that the tornado just did a circle, just all in Smallville. It just kept going like round and round and round. It wasn't going anywhere. It was just circling Smallville. I hate this town. What are you talking about? <laughs> so does the tornado. So does Mother Nature, apparently. But going back to what you just said, Lex takes them out like it's the biggest reveal on planet Earth. Like and he just has some war intel. And he's like, they could only, Jonathan could only be a mile outside of this radius right. of this cell tower. So we were there last night. We just have to keep looking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want you anywhere near me, Lex. Lex, I hate you at this point. Yeah, and he's, like, somewhat kind of being convinced now. Like, oh, okay, Lex is trying to help out. Let's see what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So, we go to the next scene, Finally, right? Finally, the Scooby-Doo gang is revealed. We get revealed. the Scooby-Doo gang. And obviously, your favorite person. And obviously, Clark was... Shut up. Clark <laughs> is giving him, I guess, the intel he got from Lex, the maps and shit. And so, Clark, Pete, and Chloe are all out in the woods. They find that mobile home that obviously is on top of John and Roger. But they don't know that. Well, and Clark apparently is not able to see through it because this, lead. this entire thing is made out of lead. Is that what I'm supposed to understand? I think it's more so that the uh, ground it's of the it gravel is made out of lead. underneath. Yeah, the ground. Yeah, the crypt. 
And so, um, by the way, they made another oh my reference God. to it. They just reused this, the line. Clark is so stupid once again. So I don't know if you all remember, but in season one, there was a point where um, oh, it was Shimmer, yeah, because Lex was trying to find his watch. Yeah, he was trying to find the watch that his mother gave him. And so Clark goes into his mansion, is just looks around, quick X-ray vision, and it's like, uh, I don't see it anywhere. And Lex, of course, is like, what are you, bloodhound? Like, I've been looking all day. You're just going to tell me walk in here and just say you don't see it? No one knows he has x-ray vision. So he pulls the same thing here. He goes to the mobile home, does x-ray vision. He's like, they're not here. And Pete and Chloe are like, are you part bloodhound? They nice. Can. Nice reference. They completely just use the exact same thing. Which, by the way, I'm assuming that that must be a Smallville thing, right? Yeah. It's the the bloodhounds are Smallville things, right? And also, um, did we see her outfit? Yeah, it looked great. Oh, again, it looks great? Okay, Did we'll you wait. see the bottom? Well, wait, we'll wait. I love the, the top. The top is great. Hold on, hold on. I love the Chloe top Chloe looking here. nice. So, what Look am right I here when she, Yeah, when she picks what up. What am I missing? Watch. I don't I even need to pause because all you got to see, the boots. She's wearing like two different types of skirts. Yeah. One's a denim long one and looks like maybe other one is like a fabric, looks like a tablecloth. And she got some boots on. Why does she do this? The top looks amazing. You look great. Then we get to the bottom portion. It's like you got lazy. Maybe you just don't know how to dress the bottoms. I don't get it. You need help. We need Pete to pull his magic. Maybe maybe it's because it, it's such an alternative school that they have a dress code. And maybe she's just so afraid of revealing too much because she never wants to be assumed as that type of girl. So she puts on a double layer of skirt to say, no boy will ever touch this. That's fair. A fair little one. But, but also you're reaching. But also <laughs> I'm going to put on a tank top and I'm going to show some cleavage. So it also goes kind of reverse <laughs> from the bottoms to the top here on my theory. Maybe yeah. they only allow the upper, not the lower. Clearly she needs Lana's help. Because Lana knows how to put on a skirt. Lana just puts on jeans. She no, doesn't no, no, wear no. skirts. She, Nicodemus, bro. Oh, yeah. Those were hoop earrings, though. No, right, but the skirt. Uh, yeah, but she'll never wear It was wear a leather skirt, skirt too. Hey, all I remember is red lace. <laughs> and so, basically, they, Roger and John are able to hear the kids up on top. And they're, Roger's over here trying to dig himself out. Look and he, how big of a boulder just dude, crashing yeah, collapses. down. Collapses. Yeah, the, the ground collapses on Roger. And John manages to pull him out through the, with his Look legs. Look how many rocks. Look how many rocks this is, Joseph. Dude. And you would think. Roger would be hurt. Who got the bigger blow out of that? Yeah. And so, look, and they even, oh, Roger definitely That's got what I mean. for sure. Hold on. Let's stay on that point. Roger got the bigger he blow. He should be almost dead. He should be dead. I actually put in the notes, oh, well, this is how they killed Roger. He's gone now. Yeah. And so, and they obviously hear something because it, the, the rubble, like, collapsed. And Clark is over here still searching. He still wasn't able to see. He actually looked in the ground, still couldn't see anything because yeah. of the lead. And so they just heard something. And so you know what that means? Hey, let's run over somewhere else. Oh, maybe it was over here. Why maybe would you ever here. think that it was over there? And they're engulfed in ash or rock, whatever it is. And come to find out, a lot of the rocks are meteor rock in there that collapsed on Roger. Which makes sense because they do say here later on down the road, or in the next scene, that this is where the church was destroyed. Yeah, and this church, bro, we need some more history behind it, bro. I don't think we need a lot of history behind it. I kind of like how it's very ambiguous on what you think that the church is. But I do want to go back to this. How did Jonathan get a lot of the blow there where he is just now falling back, looking like he's injured? How would Jonathan look like know, that his, at all? His head kind of was like towards like a little bit in the hole where he's pulling out his legs. So, I mean, a lot of that rock maybe was just, I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, and here. Uh, maybe I'm reaching now. Let's also go back to this other point. Um, why would I save Roger? Dude, you got me, bro. He wants to save him so. Why bad. does he want to save him? What is he getting out of this? To say like, oh, I was a good dude. It was a collapse of a big boulder and rocks. You didn't have to get yourself injured to have him coming crashing down on your neck and head. Instead, you could have just let the guy die inside of the rubble. And you'll yeah. figure out another way. That wasn't your fault. The thing collapsed. So what are we even blaming anything on here? Yeah, I would have just left him under there. I would have left him under I there. I would have left him Just under let the rocks go. Yeah. Let uh, Mother Nature take its course. Mother take the wheel. That's not what the song does. What do you mean? Jesus take the wheel? That's not. It doesn't say mother, though. Well, it should be because it's Mother Nature. It's... In this case, bro... I don't know what you're trying to do. We're not doing it. Dude, just stop, man. All right, so after I can't commercial. Wait for Rascal Flats to be on my Smallville. <laughs> and, dude, and so we come back to um, basically they're doing a news story on Over Lana Lang. Again. At the Talon. Talon, uh, we have Lana watching the news, and they're doing a story on how Lana was able to incredibly survive this catastrophe. Because her cause truck they, looked like a can. Yeah, like it looked it's like a can. Like a can crushed. Yeah, exactly. And Lana's just, like, freaking out. It's like, man, it's like I don't think I've ever been that scared in my entire life. And then, of course, Martha's like, oh, I'm glad you're all right. Even and, though Martha's not been a fan of Lana that much in season one. Uh, this is... I'm, Joseph, I hate this scene. Do you love what she says here? She's like, oh, you know, Martha, like, I'm so glad. Yeah, you know, I'm just so glad, you know, about things like that. I mean, you know, I'm surprised you're, you weren't scared or anything at all. I'm sure you would have been fearless. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm a saint. <laughs> and it was okay, Martha. To be a joke. It's like, Martha, where is this attitude coming from? It's like, yeah, I'm a saint. Oh, <laughs> uh, why'd you say that? <laughs> why did you say that? Did you have some Nicodemus flower in your face all of a sudden? She must be really stressed. Uh, yeah, apparently stress turns Martha into a douchebag. <laughs> Is that what stress does to you too? No, no maybe I, I don't know. No. Sometimes. Uh, no. But to your other point earlier, this is now supposed to be a bonding moment between them, which makes me hate everything about this. Oh, I love this because we talked about this in the pilot episode. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. She brings up the story of how Lana was dressed up at that ferry, whatever, and um, it was the very first episode, and John and Martha had Lana make a wish. We even questioned what the wish was. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And Martha, we, we were saying, I bet Martha wished for a child because that, they couldn't have one. Yeah, that's exactly what we and said. And so it is confirmed, canon confirmed, Martha did wish for a child. And she's like, Lana, it was all because of you. You gave us Clark. So it was Lana's fault that her parents died. <laughs> that's all I got from that. So what you're confirmed. saying. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. So what you're saying is that in order for her wish to be real, she had to sacrifice her parents in order to give the Kents a child. Seems like a typical dark fairy tale sacrifice to me. And it seems like because she was wearing a witch's outfit and the pilot episode that this would make sense because that wand, it, you know why all the Kents and everybody don't see that it's real? Because they're all mudbloods. Mm. Or they're all, no, Dude, muggles. That was very harsh term you just used, man. They're muggles, bro. I'm sure. My God. I'm sorry. Oh, she's a mudblood. They are the muggles. <laughs> now I got it. There you go. There you go. And so... Um, it's still a Bonnie moment of Martha just saying, I'm so glad that Clark was able to meet you. I'm so glad that y'all were able to grow up together. It's... 
So what scene do you hate more, that one or this one coming up? Oh, that one for sure. Really? That one for me was just like filler nonsense. It really was. And now we're getting into the scene that I love because it's total garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But this is still my high school drama. This is still... I I feel like... this is going to be having to say I have to forget about season Chloe one. Chloe is the biggest dumbass here. <laughs> what are you talking about, Joseph? So we go back to the woods. We're all still searching, of course. Oh and God. Pete goes off to look for Jonathan. And we have Clark and Chloe going over. We have Clark mentioning, hey, I didn't tell you, you know, I didn't apologize for leaving in the middle of the dance. And Chloe's just like kind of, I don't know, it's like it feels back. And it's like, oh, did I tell you that? You totally get off the hook. I mean, if you're saving a friend from a tornado. Well, and this is also what's weird about the situation. It's then Clark saying, well, I need to be able to find a way to make it up to you for the spring formal. So let's kind of like, what, what can I yeah, do? Yeah, what can I do to make it up to and you? And Chloe's response is, it's funny how a natural disaster can then put your uh, life in perspective when it comes to the decisions you make. If we, I think that we should just stay really good friends. I don't think that we should be dating anymore. Yeah, because then it just gets too complicated. And Clark already is making this face like, okay, well, what the hell Clark is, is completely thrown off. Yeah. And now he does, to his point, he doesn't even know how to respond where he's like, am I supposed to be getting away with something here? How am I, yeah, what am I supposed issue? to say? And, it, it's, and it's also, hold on, hold on. I just want to mention this because I'm also going to ask you the same, like a question at the same time. Okay. Does Chloe want him to just beg for her? Like for her? Yes. That's really awful. That's a typical woman. To beg when it was her decision instead of kill on. He made the first initiation saying, I want to make it up to you. What can I do? Look, 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 Hold look. Hold on, hold on. Now I'm going to ask you another question. If he would have came in and said, hey, Chloe, let me make it up to you. We're going to have dinner and a movie Friday night. Would she have then said yes or would she then have continued with what she does? She would have said yes. So you're saying he had to come in with it. He had to be confident with his decision instead of leaving it up Bro, to her. Bro, it's a lure, man. This is a typical freshman girl. You're telling me right now she says some shit like this. It, this could happen in real life, bro. Someone will say something like, yeah, I think we should do this. And in the back of their head, I mean, it's obviously not what they're wanting. But, hey, you can't be mad at them for not reading your damn mind. He then says, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And her response, you, you do? Like, it's supposed to be like a question back. And it's like, that should have been the sign of Clark that it's a setup. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because we've always talked about how dumb he is. Yeah. But this is bad from her. Yeah, oh, it's what terrible. What do you mean that he's supposed to know this? Exactly. He's supposed to know exactly what you're trying to feel and tell him right now. Especially after he just said, how can I make it up to you? Dude. And clearly, he's not even that fully down for it. He's just like, well, you know, probably if she's wanting this, then I guess I'll go with it. Well, yeah, because he even says it awkward. Yeah, uh, your friendship is so important to me. And when you really think about it, I mean, it's the woman's choice. It's the woman's choice at this point. He's going to respect it. He's like, oh, well, if she wants to remain friends, then, I mean, I can't force it, you know? He's already had this type of situation with Lana. Yeah. And Lana's saying that to him where he's had to make a decision. And then she dropped brother. It... Well, yeah, that's still the worst thing on planet Earth. It's just so bad because you have your chance for him. If you want him, you can get him. He didn't do anything to your point. You said earlier, you saved a friend's life. That gets you a get-out-of-jail-free card. Hey, let's try to do this again by going out on a date where you can drive my sweet-ass car 
and we can have a dinner time where it's just you and I and not anybody else around the dance unless Chloe you're only wanting to date Clark to show him off in front of the school to say look I'm not the weird girl that has her own newspaper I can be a cool person too it comes comes back to when Jesse you know pointed out uh does she deserve better you know I think does she deserve better I'm I'm not sure if she does I'm not sure with this first episode in season two. Again, in season one, she did. In season two, starting now, she does not deserve better. <laughs> and so she tells Clark, and Clark agrees, of course, and she's like, okay, well then, of course, as soon as he walks away because she just makes up an excuse, my feet are throbbing, I'll catch up in a second. She goes and starts crying by a tree. And there's a nice little suitcase luggage where then who comes out of the corner in order to save the day? Pete Ross. <laughs> Yeah, and even even he already calls out like, so what's up with the fake smile? Oh yeah, by the way, she's like, well, Clark and I just reaffirmed that we're really good friends. This was your fault, and this was your choice. In a way, she she kind of blames it on herself because Pete even says, so he pulled the friend card on you, huh? I love that too because he's obviously Pete kind of throwing a shot at Chloe. Yeah, he would never be interested. He pulled the card on you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Chloe's even like, no, I did defense mechanism. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's not I'm a defense sorry, mechanism. You're, you're not making this any better. Especially because, come on, fourteen year old boy is supposed to be able to figure this out, and he's high off the time, half the time. 14 year old boy my 14 year old self would not have any clue I'd be like well damn I guess she doesn't like me anymore yeah she doesn't like me alright yeah we could be friends cool we could still be friends like yeah I don't want to like have her not in my life so cool yeah and so Pete's just like well listen it's okay to feel bummed out whatever let's go uh join hands and walk well, away it's still Pete saying last night was supposed to be special and it got ruined for the tornado that had nothing to do with Clark's fault. So I'm still missing a point here why she is crying. It was just so close to being perfect. Well, you're an idiot and ruined it. A tornado hit and people were in trouble and I'm upset because Clark didn't fulfill my wish. Okay, Chloe, he was trying to though. I get Like, he was literally there. Y'all were about to kiss and everything. Like Yes, he wasn't rejecting you. And by the way, he wasn't even rejecting like this you could have, in this scene. This could have been going strong still. He was definitely still interested. It's not like he just flipped the switch and like, oh, I saved Lana, now I'm interested in her again. And you know what? I'm going to go back to season one here. There's going to be a lot of flashbacks from Taylor this episode because you know what made Chloe attractive? Is that she wanted like what she wanted and she got it. Like, she would be going after it. Versus this, where she's now not wanting to she's go after She's playing her. games. She's playing games all of a sudden when she's hanging out with Lana too much. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe in this brief period, you shouldn't be going to check on Lana in the hospital. No, it's because of Pete. <laughs> it's for sure because of Pete. I thought Pete was because of the outfits. No, I mean, he plays games too. <laughs> He'll be playing games this season as well. So he playing games with your mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't want to get in the shower this season? <laughs> He's playing a lot of games, dude. Weird games, I must say. So we go back to the crypts, right? They're finally, I guess, getting up out of their... No, no, no. One of them is getting up because somehow Roger is the one that is completely okay. Yeah, he's completely engulfed in this rubble. Looks like him and John are sleeping together in the dirt. And Roger just pops up as if they're about to have some type of heart-to-heart -heart with each other. Why, if I'm Jonathan, am I talking to this man? Why know. am I then talking about the first time that I was ever going to be, like, holding Clark or doing something with Clark? And they're, they're yeah, they're having this weird heart-to-heart. Like, yeah, like, like Roger's like, you know, he's I, like, this was 12 hours ago. it's ironic, you know, we're just going to die in this tomb. You got a legacy to leave behind. That's good, man. That's good. And John's like, 
Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about the story about my son where I first discovered his strength. Because also, did you know he can lift over 500 pounds when he was a toddler? Because I, I just want to tell you all these things. Is there anything else I can tell you? Oh, he can see through things. Oh, hey, by the way, he's probably never going to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? This is Jonathan going back to where he and Martha, after Clark was able to lift the 500-pound wooden oak bed that his father had. By the way, a, fr a bed frame that weighs 500 pounds should never exist. Yeah, what the hell did he have in that what bed, bro? What the hell was a five? And the car was flipped upside down, so it should just be the car at that point. Yeah, should be. And so then they decided after they saw Clark's strength to take him to a doctor, a scientist, where Martha was the one that then said, hey, this is a bad idea, we shouldn't do this, <laughs> because if we do this, then we'll never see Clark again. Jonathan says, damn it, I was this freaking close to getting rid of the kid that can whoop my ass yeah that's exactly jonathan's response and so jonathan then says we took him home whether or not that was the right decision or not it's to be seen is how his reaction is to it but mm -hmm. it what is with this heart to heart why I don't do get it you either. care to talk to Roger? How is Roger more healed than you? This is like that, uh, remember in War of the Worlds, when he goes to that dude's house that provides him shelter, but he's crazy and has to end up killing him? Yeah, that's what Jonathan should have to do here. This is what should have been the case. That's what get the shovel and go kill his ass. That's what Jonathan should have to be doing right now. For sure. And so, yeah, they have that heart-to-heart. -heart. I love the comments like, oh, yeah, the, the cave-in must have cut off the air supply. There was sunlight coming in. <laughs> There is some type of light coming in in order for us to be able to see them because the candles were not lit. It's just like the sunlight's coming in, you have air. But now we're going over to the hospital once again where they're needing to do a, or not needing well, to do. Well, it was a decision. decision to be yeah. made on Lionel on whether what they were going to do with his nerve damage. It was basically the specialist versus the head doctor there at the hospital. Saying either we move him, operate now, because it could probably you know save the situation. Or if we move him, it may make it worse. Your choice, Lex. What do you want to do? Let's move him. Yeah, I would honestly say, hold on, if I move him, what is he going to be better? Like, if I move him, is he, is he going to become healthier? Like, would he actually, like, have, like, vision, touch? Would he have these things? Because if he is going to have these things, then I don't want the surgery. Yeah. I, I would just do it to whatever is going to make me happiest with my father, where I can just hire people to then take care of him for the rest of his life. Because once again, 12 hours ago, my father was a complete asshole. Yeah, I, dude. I'm not going to let these things go if you're wanting me to forget them just because this is season two. Taylor the Grudge Master. I'm never going to let these things go. A lot of people have changed their personalities. I'm cheering for Clark this season. I was not in season one. <laughs> and so you even got the Scooby-Doo bang again with special guest Martha. They are figuring out, oh, there was a crypt. There's an old church here. It was ruined by the meteor rock shower. Hold on. Oh. This is Pete's house. Is it Pete's house? This is Pete's house. No, it's not. It has to be. Look. Oh, wait, no, that dude, kitchen? that's the kitten house, bro. So this is why I'm saying this. This is why I'm saying So I, I still think it may be Pete's house. No, you sure Kent's, that's your kitchen? It's Kent's, bro. Whatever. All I'm saying, this is why. Why would we be at Stop Pete's it. house? Stop it. Pete even says in this scene, oh, or Clark does, oh, Pete, this is great that all your mother has all these maps of the city. 
because she had all the maps collected since the 1920s of all the structures that Smallville had built. So it was Pete's mother that had all of these maps. They just why stopped I by. I thought they were at Pete's house. They just Don't stopped by the house. Don't talk your shit to me when I actually had a good reason to believe this. You had a whole season, Taylor. You're telling me you don't know the format of the Kent house? Well, you know what? The angle's actually shot differently in this scene. You're trying to tell me that that's... When did we ever see the kitchen look like that in the back? Looks the exact same. You're I saw Martha get groped in there. No, 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 no. Maybe on the reverse angle, but I didn't see this angle getting groped. Anyway, so Martha's like making up some excuse for Clark to go by himself. That so was so funny, by the way. Too. They're like, uh, well, Pete, Pete's like, hey, uh, you can't dig that hole by yourself. You're going to need somebody. <laughs> Clark, look. Mom, come up with something. Uh, Mom, come on. <laughs> Get Pete out of here. He doesn't know about me. Please go. Wish. And Martha's like, yeah, we'll go into town. We'll meet you there. Go ahead. Get a head start because I know you're worried about your dad. Which is honestly a valid excuse. I like it. To Very me, quick is, and on the spot. To me, this is foreshadowing now. Pete's gonna know now. I immediately thought that with season two, this was them foreshadowing that there's gonna be a lot of like close calls with Pete where Pete now begins to start questioning what is Clark doing and he tries to include himself more to where he's gonna be able to find out. I immediately thought this was foreshadowing for what the season's gonna be. No, 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 I, I completely agree because I mean in the past seasons it's really just Clark, you know, obviously checking his surroundings, making sure he's when good. When did he ever and, say and let me go? Up. Exactly, exactly. And so now at this point it's like, oh, you're, you're, you're having to look weird and find ways of getting around. He's not questioning it right now, but still it's showing that you're you're going out of the way to make sure no one knows you know or he's just going out of his way to become included in clark's life because he's so tired of not hanging out with him he's the backseat best friend <laughs> clark then immediately knows so they run over back to the mobile home that was flown in he looks through, he understands that he can't see through the lead, so he just flips over the mobile home yep. in order to be able to find that hole that was in the ground for this church. Dude, I love this, man. The budget has gone up clearly because that's a real prop. That's, that's a, a real, real prop. That's a real prop. That's a real and mobile home, there's a lot man. of things that are inside of that prop. Oh, for sure. And so, I love that. And so, yeah, he speeds down in there, finally finds his dad. Guess what? Meteor rocks! Meteor rocks make him weak. Okay. And look, we get the veins again. Okay. I have such a ginormous issue with this scene. I have a huge issue. Yeah, Roger's like, Kent, what's happening to him? What's going on? It's the meteor rocks. Roger, you gotta get him out of here, man. They make him weak. They do something to him. Roger literally looks at the rocks like, oh, word? <laughs> oh, really, John? This makes him weak? We Dope. just had that bonding moment, so you must think that we're all of a sudden friends. Yeah, so he goes up to Clark, literally puts the giant meter rock in his pocket. In Clark's pocket, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, oh, look. Hey, I don't need the tape. I got all the evidence right here. I'll make him weak, and we can just take him to the lab. Hey, Joseph, so let me get this straight. Roger is able to lift a six-foot-tall man. Sorry, this is a boy. Okay, a six-foot-tall boy who weighs probably 180 pounds at the very least. When he's weak, he doesn't weigh that much. So what you're saying is that when he has kryptonite on him, he becomes like a bubble, weightless? He becomes a he human. Be he becomes weightless. Well, think of it this way also. I mean, you can't drag that big of a human if you're Roger size up the stairs. Now, if Clark was passed out, you got me there because that's dead he's weight. He's passed out. He's not passed out. He might. Okay, if Clark in this scene has dead weight if there's kryptonite in his pocket. Nah. No. Because he can still move. He's dead weight. Nah. No. Nah, no. Nah, nah. Kryptonite in his pocket means he becomes dead weight. We'll leave, it, we'll, we'll leave it up to the listeners, bro. 
he becomes dead is weight. he dead that weight sucks. he's not passed out dude look he's clearly struggling a bit hey uh jonathan should just like stay there and not move oh man right okay now. you got me there maybe he kind of was passed out right look at <laughs> he's literally like <laughs> stiff as a board bro okay maybe he got me there yeah that is kind of crazy yeah that, but then again i mean roger was running miles in that field in the woods he was punching john so dude. you're saying underneath that suit roger is just huge big dick energy <laughs> Oh my god. Lex hired him for a reason. You know who doesn't have big dick energy? John. Oh because my god. John just immediately says, Oh no, Clark, Clark, where are you going? I'm so sorry I told this guy everything. Now about let me you. let me tell you about a scene I love here. <laughs> no, no, no. Because Roger gets yeah, Clark over here out in the woods. I love and all of a sudden, he puts him down. He's going to work on get, getting his car. He's like, Oh, Roger realizes his car is up in the tree. And then who just. Like a trapeze monkey jumps out of nowhere, bro. John just did the dive of the gods on this man from the crypt, and he's just going in on Roger right now. All right, so tell me this ain't a good fight scene, bro. It's pretty bad fight scene. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Yeah, Jonathan, who was just laying down, apparently faking the entire time. He then, pulled a revenant. Then gets up and then immediately jumps on Roger when Roger is now seeing that his car is completely destroyed. Uh, Joseph. Did he just snort a Nicodemus flower or something? Did a Nicodemus flower just sprout up? And that's why he Dude. got this all of a sudden crazy reaction to just storm at him? Because otherwise, this doesn't make much sense to me that he has this much energy after laying on the ground. Yeah. What is um, he, Goku, saving his energy? I'm not going to move. I'm he just ate, he had a little sensu bean down there. Is that what he did? Well, now that Roger's like, ah! What if the kryptonite is the sensu bean? <gasps> he popped himself a kryptonite. Kryptonite bean? Yep. A crypt bean? Crypt bean? Yeah. He's in the crypt? He reveals all the Clark secrets, but not his own. What a nod there, huh? They were in the crypt filled with crypt tonight. I hate you so much. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that doesn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) Either way, Jonathan just starts punching him, where then Roger somehow gets the upper hand after Jonathan slamming him in the tree. He then pulls out the metal post... And just yeah. smash the face. He so hits the hard. shit out of him, bro. He would be done for after that. I'm about hit. to say his face should definitely be cut up, and I'm glad they showed blood I, here. Me too. Because after that hit, I even said the same thing. I go, if there's a bruise on this face, we have a huge problem. Yeah, what I was that like, dude, do. that should be cutting someone. And so it's now Roger having his. He's got the death shot right now. He's, he's got the death hit. To stab him. And Jonathan just is about to take it because all of a sudden his spider monkey powers then went away. And what do we hear, dude? A gun. Oh, God. We do not hear this. No, we don't hear the AK? This is not what they do. It's just, it's just, the, it's just a random gun, dude. Just a pistol being fired. <laughs> and who shoots the pistol? Who kills Roger Nixon? It, Lex himself. Which means that Lex was planning on doing this the entire time. You think so? Yeah, in order to cover himself. Also, is this not his first official kill? Is it? I thought he killed somebody in season one. I'm trying to think. Who did he kill? Because I was thinking about that. Is this not his first official kill? Yeah, because in the club, he didn't kill anybody. It was the woman. It was the so woman. So it was the woman in Zero, which means that he has not killed anybody. According to the press, he has. But this seemed easy to him. Oh, yeah. He well, it kind of it seems a little easy, but as he's looking over Roger's dead body, he's like, whoa. This is this is kind of going to be changing his mindset a bit. We're getting no, it's not. We're getting it's a glimpse of the, the dead body, and he's like, "Yeah, I can do this because I had to shut you up because oh. you were going to tell them everything." I I'm going to actually go back and ruin this moment a little bit. This was not saving anybody but himself. Sure, maybe. 
He, I mean, I mean, technically, yeah. Roger, just to shoot Roger, so that he could still look like the good guy. In the I think you're right because then, of course, when he shows up, it's just mad convenient that he's at. He has John at a death, death exactly. move right now, or a killing move, whatever you want to call it. And because it's also like if he truly knew that he was about to kill Jonathan in that scene, then that means that Lax was watching everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of weird because how would he know to go here at the perfect time? I don't know. I just didn't. Exactly, and he immediately holds the gun up in order to shoot Roger. He didn't know what Roger was going to do. Jonathan was on the ground unless one of two things. He was going to kill him right away once he saw him, no matter what, or he was watching the entire fight. Yeah. Which one do you want? Which one looks better? Neither. I'm going to say watching the entire fight looks better. You think so? Because just going into the woods to kill Roger means he really wasn't trying to save Jonathan. It's when the fight got out of hand is when he was like, all right, well, I guess I better shoot him. Yeah, because we can't have your best friend's dad die on you. Sure you can. Now, it's a good thing he didn't hesitate on this one, huh? Ooh. So what you're saying is that... Third time's the charm. He should have just pushed, like, another pillar on top of Lionel's face. Oh, yeah. Just, like, just shove something in. Oh, yeah. And then he should have, like, killed Jonathan, too. What if he fired the gun twice? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. He only shot him once. Yeah, in the chest. I shot him a couple times. Perfect aim, too. Right in the heart. Shot to the heart, and you're too late. You made love a bad name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> what if that played as he shot him? like yeah then it becomes the best episode of and all it, time and it, and it, and it, it did kind of look easy for him because as he's looking over his dead yeah, body yeah. he's like it's like it almost felt good exactly it wasn't a difficult decision to kill roger it yes it was a thank god i finally did this right i'm finally cleaning up some mess here well now you can't tell clark anything you son of a bitch <laughs> like that's what it seemed like and so after you know that whole catastrophe there we get obviously the rescue of John. We got the paramedics. We got the cops. We got you know Roger's body being pulled away, and of course Clark just drops the super mom on Martha. Huh? I love that. I just never knew you were so strong until after today. Don't worry, Dad just has a cracked rib. So why was he laying on the ground how he was for the longest time? And why did they just strap his? They just bandaged his body. I don't understand. Oh well, and now John with the cracked rib. He's good to go. Uh, all you need to do is put a band-aid on the face. Isn't the cracked rib on that side she's hugging on? Yeah, it is. But you know what? The more pressure, the better. My God. That's what they say, right? More pressure, the better. You know, pressure, you know pressure makes diamonds, bro. So what you're saying is that she's trying to make diamonds out of Jonathan? Mm. Too bad it's only coal, because that's all Jonathan's <laughs> heart is made out of. You think so? I know so. He didn't get anything from Santa Claus. And then uh, they go over the thing here with Clark and John. Clark says that Roger was uh, Roger was trying to basically sell the story to Lex, and then John hears from Roger that Lex hired him. So of course they're like, "Well, one of them's lying, son." Well, Dad, which one are you gonna believe—the one that was trying to kill you or the one that saved you? Well, Clark, let's go back to how Lex was a lying piece of shit about <laughs> 10 minutes ago with even you. So... I know, he already fell for, I guess, the makeup that Lex did for... Why would you fall for anything at this point? Oh, he gave me those cell tower blueprints, and he shot the guy that was going to kill my dad that he hired to begin with, who caused this entire problem to begin with. Yeah. You did, Lex. Yeah. It... 
it's silly but guess what now we have where jonathan instead of saying something smart to lex says you saved my life and i will say thank you mm -hmm. and he sticks out his hand to a fresh start but we all know that Jonathan's handshakes mean dick. That's like, so this, I literally wrote that down. I was like, you know, this handshake don't mean shit. He shook his hand earlier about the check and gave it back. So this is, once again, another handshake that doesn't mean anything. That's right. And now we're back at Smallville High. This is the dumbest thing. I hate thing. this oh scene so much. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. Yes, <laughs> we're at the torch. And Chloe's over here crying once again still. This I wanna... happened last night. Shut this happened last night. She is looking at pictures of the spring formal, whatever it was. Like, and they're great and photos. She is deleting all these pictures of her and Clark. And I'm sorry, who took all these pictures of Clark and Chloe? The uh, camera guy. J it's just of them. Yeah. Like, they have pictures. Look at these pictures. Like, it's of them just walking. It's like, why do we need those? But it's because most like look it was only 10 items so it was 10 photos of them i bet you like each couple probably got about 10 10 photos because if you're at a school and there's a photographer or anything like that wouldn't they have some type of like payment to have your spring formal photos yeah that's real dude i'm gonna give them the baby of the doubt oh, no. but here's also what i'm not gonna give the benefit of doubt of this happened last night chloe Get the and uh they've been this. dating kind of just for a week a week nice yeah no wonder he said, "Yeah, I'm out too." Yeah, uh, I want to. If you're be gonna friends. act like this just after me saving somebody the one time, you're gonna hate it when I leave every other date that we're on. She's acting like they're in a breakup, bro. You telling me you couldn't just keep those pictures um, for the good times? Thank you for putting that because, or putting it that way, because I also put in my notes. Why is she acting like that? Clark died. <laughs> why is this happened last night? Or that they've been dating for like two years. And just removing anything that existed of them. Oh, and also, this is such a girl thing to do to get so delete, upset delete that all she the pictures. would delete all of them. But it. didn't permanently delete them. She canceled it. Permanently throw them in the trash forever. Cancel. So you were just crying and getting upset and deleting them for nothing. Oh, my God. You were just having a moment to yourself, Chloe. Chloe, you looked awful this episode. You better improve for me. It's it's amazing. Uh, uh, Lana is above her right now in season two. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. And so uh, we go back to the Kent farm, and I love this a little bit. Um, you love that Jonathan just puts the hammer inside <laughs> of the post, and it's just hanging there the entire time? Because that's what I noticed, and I was just sitting there going, please fall, please fall. And I, and I love that, <laughs> I love that uh, Clark gets to share this story with him about the tornado because he hasn't been able to talk about it. He hasn't it been able to talk to anybody. And so he's talking to John, and he's telling me, he's like, you know, you know, there was just that one time where, you know, I had that dream or whatever. He's talked about flying and he talks about in the tornado, you know, I was at one point moving towards the truck and it felt like it felt like I was like flying. It was weightless. Okay. And so now they're kind of spooked like, oh, shit. Why, Can he fly? Why would you even be spooked? And instead, this is kind of what I go back to. And maybe I'll get this. So if you think that you're Clark Kent and that you can start to fly. When you start to jump up really high like an Incredible Hulk jump, when you do like those type of super jumps to then truly test, because you already saw Sean and Leech jump off the bridge, so you obviously know that you can survive that. You've even said yourself you have less bruises, so why are you not pushing it? Why are you not? I know what at that point it's like it, it, I don't. I hate the second guessing with everyone, man. Yeah. It's like like if you get why any you type of it? feeling or idea that it could be true. Go for it. What, what do you the, have to lose, Clark? What Why is are we the not deal? Trying and testing these things. Yeah. Jump off your barn. 
Yeah, and it's like if I thought if I could fly, I'm definitely gonna try. You would be like a chronicle situation. You oh, would yeah. be going up in the air. Like... Apex predator. What? Apex predator. Dude. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we go to the hospital. Back with Lex checking on Lionel because Lionel's waking up. And this is actually a god awful scene, which proves <laughs> that Lex should have just let Lionel die. So Lionel then, once again, what we talked about earlier, is now going through the decision that Lex had to make, which was having to choose on whether or not to have the surgery. Yeah, and, and in What really, did Lionel do? Yeah, and really in quick summary here, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna have full use of my legs, you know, everything's cool, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but guess what? I'm blind. And I wish you actually let me die. This is all your fault. Don't worry, you made the same decision that I did. Way to go, Lex. What? This is such a stupid scene because it just proves, Lex, why are you not letting him die? Yeah, and it's it's so weird. It's like so back. By the way, this because... should be a Reaper episode of him just putting the pillow now over his face. <laughs> this is how the beginning of Reaper should have been. It's just Lex now putting that pillow to suffocate Lionel. That's what Lionel deserves. Yeah, and, and he's going over basically the, the same decisions he would have done if in Lex's shoes, but um, he says, yeah, but um, it would have been wrong. It would have been wrong if it's, I did that. It's still blaming him. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you should have let me die. And it's like, <laughs> wow, the operation failed. I'm blind. I wish you didn't save my life, you idiot. By the way, nobody even told him that risk about the blindness, though. Well, they said about his there's severe damage to his optic nerve. Yeah, I know, but they didn't say like what the risk was gonna be. Hey, they did, did you ever say that one risk. Yeah, I know, meaning like it could be like more damaging to his health, meaning that he would die during his surgery after being that damaged. But they never said, "Hey, Lex, you could be blind forever." Did you hear that? Because I certainly did not. Well, dude, yeah, but they, of course, I mean, they just labeled it. I would call you a liar, risks, Dad. Right? I'm going to call a liar. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that you are lying right now because nobody told me this. All of a sudden, you're saying blindness. Hey, Lionel, you're a piece of shit. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. And so, um, there's a lot of dumb decisions in this episode. <laughs> and so we have a classic Bond scene. Unannounced. showing unannounced. up unannounced, dude. Unannounced. And, of course, Clark is kind of sulking a bit. I don't know why he's kind of pouting over there. It's probably because Lana looks tan right now, and he doesn't know how to react to it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and Lana, you know, is coming over here just saying, you know, a lot of these things, these type of events, they can change you, you know? You discover things about yourself, blah, All blah, right. blah. So, hold on. We're going to have to get to this. Lana is now coming over to try to get more info out of Clark. Yeah. And she, she is now being Lex. I love her. I love her little statement. She's like, you know, I always thought that I was gonna die young, like my parents. Oh, what made you think that? From all the people that tried to kill you last season? Oh yeah, was it also because of the tornado? In a way, I kind of agreed with Lana in this scene, where it's like, yeah, Lana, someone wants you dead. For real. Is it For Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> and so, is she go to? Yeah, she's going she over here. She's like, to I need to get more info. It's like I know there. it sounds crazy, but it's like. You've been there to protect me like usual, and I thought maybe there's more to Clark Kent than meets the eye. Okay, Transformers. And, um... Transformers, robots in disguise. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so yeah, she's basically trying to just put this she's theory out. She's trying to get info. Like, hey, Clark, was this actually you that helped save me from the tornado? Like, How are, are you, you special? Always there? 
is there more to you here? Because obviously. And what does he do? The classic walk away, turn around, yeah, and then turn back around? But this is so stupid to me. Because it's truly like, yeah, Lana, you must hit your head so hard. Oh, well, you must be crazy. That you sound nuts. like an idiot, Lana. That would never be me. He really calls her an idiot. Yeah. He really tries to like make And Lana's kind of pissed. Why wouldn't you be? He tries to make her feel like she's stupid. Again, Joseph, I was awake the entire <laughs> time of the tornado. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, and she even goes, you know you can tell me anything, right? And and it's, again, it's such a lie from him where it's like, I know, Lana. Yeah. yeah. He's like, but I wasn't in that truck, Lana. Like, I, I'm telling you, it doesn't make any sense. Then how like, did I survive, then- dummy? Maybe you just weren't meant to die young. All right, I hate you, Clark. Yeah, okay, well, now I'm pissed. Now I'm just going to whoop you. You know what? I would slap him. And I also love her response, though. Just remember, you can't hide out here forever. That is such, like, a Lex, Chloe response, where Lana now is turning over a new page because she even walks away, looks up. She knows he's lying. She's in disbelief of his lies, though. She's like, he really is trying to make me feel stupid. This ass is trying to make me feel dumb and it's a kind of a little nod too because i mean eventually he has to become superman you know he can't hide out forever it's like eventually you have to tell someone your secret by the way this is coldplay right uh, oh was it i thought it was coldplay I in the background there I, I actually and love so it. the final scene of course lana walks away from the barn hey, we Joseph, get a glimpse of the corn something yeah oh hold on i think what we all you, forgot what did you forget this episode because i feel like i forgot something yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we find the spaceship uh, is in a random cornfield, and of course, it just the the episode just ends on that because we just see it's in a random cornfield. Random cornfield. Yeah, random. Cornfield. So I wasn't really looking for my father everywhere because otherwise I would have been able to find that ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's great because and the key's um, gone. By the way, the key is gone. The key is gone. That is missing. That's separated. Now. So the yeah. key is somewhere. The ship is obviously in that one spot. And it's kind of crazy because I do remember who ends up finding the ship. And that's going to be a nice episode. You can't say that, all right? Because we are not on that episode. Look, man, I'm just saying it's going to be a cool episode just to know that I remember who finds the ship. And it's going to be a nice episode. I don't think it's going to be a nice episode because Clark should have already found his ship. You don't know anything. I know it all that if I have super speed and super strength that I would be going to look for my ship instead of being like, Hey, Lana, here you are in my barn. Let me just continue to lie to you and make you feel dumb. You know you know what's great about this episode is that, you know. Nothing. <laughs> in, uh, in this, we had John survive a tornado or storm, whatever. And then uh, in Man of Steel, we had John die in a tornado. Yeah. Shout out, out Zach. You know why? Because instead of having my son just use super speed to save me and take me out of this situation, I'm going to just tell my son, don't come and save me. Don't do it. I saved the dog. That was enough. Oh, and by the way, don't worry. You need to hide your abilities. Instead, you should just destroy an entire city with Zod and kill three million people. That's right. Oh, my God. Go down Metropolis. By the way, that's also the other thing where with DC and Warner Brothers too, after hearing like the news of what's going on with their DC movie slate, they just bet on the wrong like horse where the entire bet should have just been centering everything around Henry Cavell. Yeah, man. Somebody just hated him in the studio to like hold something against him where it's like, oh, no, no, we can't sit around this Superman. Everybody hates him. Where not one single person said that they hated him. Long live Henry. Yeah. As Superman. Now he's the Witcher. 
So Ger- now he's still playing a buff superhero. Geralt of Rivia. And by the way, he's also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Which shows you how much Warner Brothers sucks for getting rid of him as Superman. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Thank God we have Ezra Miller. He would have done it forever, too. He would have done it forever. He, he wanted to be that character. Oh, that's so fitting. It would have been perfect. I'm not going to lie to you, though, man. A lot of people are on my shit list after this episode. <laughs> a lot of people here. Oh. I what do, some... Look, but understand, what do we get next week, bro? Okay, next week is probably, just to warn our audience. We're going to get hot and bothered. It's going to be probably a three-hour episode. Because <laughs> we're going to have to pause it because we're going to have to have fans on us at all times because I'm going to be getting sweaty. Just from the photo alone with Chloe. Oh, my Lord. Do you see how some of these ratings on the episodes are PG and then some are TV-14? You know what that means? Is that the TV-14 is much dirtier. Yeah, Heat, bro. We get some hot and bothered yeah. moments. Next week, yeah, we finally get episode two of season two, Heat. Which, of course, if you're not familiar with the Smallville lore, the I'm episodes, <laughs> this is going to be the episode where we have Clark obtaining a new power, and that is Heat Vision. I wonder how he gets it. Yeah, that'll be the mystery. So uh, till next week, we'll have to have that mystery unsolved for now, but we'll find out um, on our new schedule starting Tuesdays. So catch us then. How is Lana in my top three favorite characters now? (laughs) Dude, she'll be be at the bottom maybe later on. Who knows? I doubt it. I mean, come on. There's a lot. Martha and Chloe are at the bottom already starting. Pete's ahead of them. It's a, it's a tough start to season two. Tell me Pete's not ahead of Chloe right now. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, he's ahead. He's ahead. <laughs> That's awful. Ahead. I already hate this. But, uh, but yes, again, thanks for listening once again. And uh, to all our fans, catch us next time for Heat. I hate it. Ugh.